Live. We're live. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. Um, it's nice to be back. Um, we can see there's some people here, which is lovely. Um, want to say thank you to everybody who's been in touch over the last week and has given us some feedback about the, the show. Is that what we're calling it? Is this a show? I don't know what it is, but it's not a show. It's it's whatever it is. Um, thank you for that. We really appreciate it, and thank you for your questions. I have some written down oh not that you can see that because it's too glary but they're there um so here we are uh on our second primer series session and we're going to be doing uh chapters four five and six That's today right. yeah. yeah so um general housekeeping as always um although this laptop's a bit nearer which really is very helpful um still use caps lock if you have a question mm. um it just helps us uh, identify it in the box which is actually quite small but it just helps <laughs> okay. okay all right so um chapter four then goodness yeah so it's all about the primer of the zeta race the book yeah uh and it's a series that we're doing where we're covering every well just about every chapter Mm. We're looking to see if we've got uh, new information regarding uh, what's been said. But I think that there's uh, a lot of explanations that are required uh, for the book as well. Yeah, There's a lot of information in there. And you'll see that even today, as we're talking about specific subjects, we'll be expanding on on them so yeah and, and do ask questions yeah like, you know if we say something and you want us to talk about that more or explain it in a different way or just expand on it generally then just type in um and we'll do that that's that's yeah. what we're doing this for right okay ready oh boy okay let's <laughs> go we've had coffee we're all good we've had coffee chapter four the zeta greeting hmm. mm. the uh I remember once in, in a sitting, the, the Zetas uh, were talking about a, a type of, you know, energetic process. You know, how are you or how is your energy? And uh, they were talking about a numerical value from, say, one being you can't feel anything to ten being really, uh, you know, too like far gonna, too strong. You, yeah, you're going to fall off your chair. Fall off your like chair. That. And... Um, so every time they came through, they'd start asking, um, you know, what is your energy? And people would go, on, you know, oh, I feel fantastic. And they go, no, we didn't mean that. Like, what's your energy? Mm -hmm. Have you got a number, you know, that you people would say two, three. If they got up to about five, if a person said they were five, that was about the maximum that they would let people get to. If they a person said, oh, I think it's seven or eight, uh, they would reduce that. And the what they did was they gave us an example of this. So we, a few times people had come to to speak to the Zetas just by themselves. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, the Zetas would uh, increase the energy around the person. And I've noticed many times that it happened that people would just basically, uh, basically go unconscious and uh, end up laying just down on the chair and I'd be saying to the Zetas, oh, you need to wind this uh, energy back a bit because the person's uh, sort of not conscious. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the Zetas said, oh, no, we're giving them uh, a gift. And I said, what's the gift? They go, we're giving them uh, access to their race. Mm. 
Mm. And that was amazing. And the person then started, who, who was actually lying down sort of uh, semi-conscious, started speaking in a star language. And when they came back out of it, they said that uh, it was the best gift that they'd ever received because they had, for the first time in their lives, received uh, contact from their own race. Mm. And uh, I, I sort of, you know, I thought, you know, from an external perspective, just saw a person sort of go fall over. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, like, that's interesting. Or, you know, they weren't injured or anything because I was sitting down. But I didn't realise that the Zetas were actually giving them a present, a, a gift. and uh, An experience. An experience. And then so through the uh, uh, sort of discussions about, well, what is your energy with them, some sitters said, well, what, what we'll do is, is we'll try to project energy the way that you do to, to the Zetas. I guess we haven't actually said that. So so yeah. where does it come from? The Zetas, they, when they, they don't shake hands or say hello yeah. or anything like that. They present in energy when they meet each other. And so what is your energy was the the nearest um, equivalent they could come up with yeah. to, uh, you know, because humans can't generally present in energy. So... Well, some people tried, tried. and <laughs> what happened was uh, we've got the notes here. So it said um, that three people attempted to extend their consciousness into the room where the Zetas were, where, where I was sitting in trance, and the Zetas deemed the attempts as minor <laughs> and said that they they had tried but they hadn't really done much. Uh, one person, uh, basically the Zetas said all they were trying to do was physically force their energy into the room. Uh, another person was uh, presenting uh, chaotic energy and uh, another person was presenting psychic energy and the Zetas had said, although the three attempts from different people were, uh, you know, sort of interesting, <laughs> it wasn't what they were talking about in regards yeah. to what is your energy. Mm. And uh, what they actually mean by that is, you as a person, what is your ability to extend yourself in consciousness? And that's what they do. They extend themselves in consciousness. So if you ask them what is their energy, they'll say that um, they, they are at one or, or, or in silence or, in or something. Wellness. In wellness or something like that. It was a good, uh, it was a good uh, example from them mm -hmm. as to... Uh, how chaotic humans can be as well mm. anyway next question um well we were asked uh one of the questions we've been given is and i'm just trying to read my handwriting as always um good luck yeah. have they have those eaters ever told us what they experience um when they're communicating through you well you'll have to and answer that, that. as i say they have <laughs> the answer is that they have yeah. and so um when they're when they're uh within Paul will say that and communicating with sitters in a sitting um, they say that they um, can experience seeing humans in in multiple different ways um, they have the ability to see us as as we look to us now if, if they want to um, but it, more often than not though they seem to suggest that they they view us in in, in different ways so in one sitting they uh, saw each individual person as as colour, yeah. as represented by colour. Um, we know um, what one one person was a red and blue, another was a purple, another was a, was a yellowy colour. And um, 
to them, their description of the color was based on the the person's frequency, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, or that's the nearest analogy that they could give. Well, the thing is with them is that they, they see outside of the human visual spectrum. Mm. And so they're able to see into the infrared spectrum as well. And so when they see a human, they would see them, as we discussed the other day, uh, like, a, is it blue? In like a blue scale. In like a blue scale, isn't it? It's yeah. very interesting. It's like what monotone, what mm. one colour and in and in blues. Um, mm. I've experienced that once. They, they gave me the experience of seeing how they see as best as I can do. Yeah. And everything was in, in shades of, of blue. It was very interesting. This also comes down to contact, doesn't it? So... If you can't see it, if this is your visual spectrum and a being is outside of that, then they could be just walking around the room and, yes. and you won't even see them or you'll see a distortion. We see, and we, we often see And we do see distortions as well. It doesn't mean that every distortion is yeah. an alien. <laughs> That's true. As well, yeah. They say they often um, see people as, as just light. Um, they've talked about just light. Um, and they've also described um, viewing humans during the sitting process as uh, different, um, the different biological uh, structures. So that purely represented as the nervous system or purely represented as the muscular system. It's like mm -hmm. they're, they're able to see with sort of, uh, I don't know, X-ray eyes or <laughs> MRI eyes. And they're able to isolate a human's um uh, certain aspects of their mm. biological physiological structure and see the person just as a as a series of veins or muscle or something it's very very intriguing mm. um yeah so that was that question okay that was that question, <laughs> that was that question yeah um so oh sorry someone did actually ask what does it feel like um sitting in in a, in the sitting with them from the sitter's perspective as well um when they it's quite interesting when they ask you what is your energy it's always it's it's very um it's a good question because although it doesn't answer it doesn't really give them much information because of course the answer is relative to us so if zero was you were feeling completely normal <clears throat> and 10 was you're you're gonna black out fall off your chair say um you, you in the sitting you're you're feeling a three or a four right mm -hmm. well you you only know yeah you only know if you're feeling a three or a four because you've taken the time to notice what you felt like before you came into the sitting mm. so because it's a relative scale it doesn't mean much to them but it's an indicate it's a really good learning um tool, tool yeah. for the sitters because as as the sitter going into the sitting you're being made to think about the difference, the mm. difference between how you feel now, so how we feel now just sitting here, versus um, what it feels like when the energy of the Zetas is with you. Now, and generally people are around a two or three or four. Sometimes it can go as a five. They don't like it to go more than a five for reasons Paul's already said. Mm. But so they acknowledge the value in uh, the human beginning to um, have a, tangible experience of of the difference between their normal energetic state and their heightened state when they're within the energy of, mm. of them when they're here so yeah okay well mm. that's the end of chapter four yeah unless anyone's got any questions about any of that well, i can't see any at this point so we'll, that's okay we'll move on yeah chapter five chapter five yeah. go on
You go. You want you want me to talk about chapter five? Yeah. Okay. Why are they here? Um, so why are the Zetas here? This is a massive question. Mm. Um and I I think that if you think about contact and all of the stories that you may have read about contact and why people are being abducted or contacted or, or whatever, that there isn't there isn't really a clear explanation from people as to why they're here. Now, you've got groups of people that, you know, they may believe that they're just taking humans for that process, and other people believe that it's all about ascension, and then there's somewhere in the middle there's always, the, you know, the truth in regards to this. But the Zetas did say years ago that they um, had noticed, a, I think it was about, in 1970 or something, that there was a, a lot of electronic noise coming from this section of the, the galaxy or the solar system, and that it, they became alerted to the fact that this information was now bleeding across into their own area. Mm. Um, upon investigation, they found that humans had developed technology and the technology was radio waves and a lot of other transmission devices and that the humans were able to um uh sort of affect the fabric of consciousness of other races and not just to see there's a lot of other races as well so the races got together and said look what are we going to do about this situation if we look on a timeline this human species is going to ultimately travel uh, to us and bring with them all of their technologies. And mm -hmm. if a collective consciousness is based around uh, a different level of frequency and fabric or energetic fabric, it may be that that race's uh, spirit realm, if you want to call it that, or their collective consciousness is actually going to be affected in a way that totally un unseen by, by humans. Well, humans, a lot of humans believe at this point that, you know, we're alone anyway. And so that's uh, in the whole universe. Uh, so that's become... Um, very special. Very special. <laughs> uh, so in the end, the Zetas decided that they would uh, do a few things. One was that they would use the spheres to uh, encompass the planet uh, in uh, like an elliptical orbit. Mm -hmm. And they would use that process to hold the undulating consciousness of the human race. The, the second thing is that they would, uh, as we talk about hybrids as nodes, that they would use uh, under free will and permission of a person uh, the hybrid process of symbiotic relationship and other races would do the same thing. And these races would come together on planet and use the, the hybrids, which are called nodes, to uh, firstly... Uh, monitor the actual uh, consciousness of, of the of the planet and and the, all of the human species uh, through through these hybrids. The second thing is that the hybrids themselves would then uh, increase their consciousness. Some people would say ascension, although they've got the ascension process uh, a little bit backwards. There there is no um, dissolving of the three dimensional physical form through ascension. It's an ascension of consciousness. And that consciousness is then uh, going to abide 
in a uh, relationship with other races where we become part of a community as well. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, this is more, much more complicated than, you know, just ans answering a certain thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And they talked about um, working with the, with the human hybrids to help them understand who they are. Who the humans are or the yeah. races are? Who the, understand that the, the, the human has a hybrid component to help that hybrid component uh, remember who it is. Yes, but that's dependent on the person and their level of ability to want to have oh. connection as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a discussion point that came up recently in one of our sittings was um, what what could people do to help uh, raise and stabilise the uh, humanity's collective consciousness? And the Zetas talked about uh, meditation, being in stillness. Mm. You, you remember that yeah. discussion? Yeah, well, I've listened to the recording of it, but... Um... I mean, there, there's certainly some of the things that can be done. They, they, they do say that the problem with the um, collective consciousness that's uh, increasing, and this is in the primer, is it's in disarray and needs to be controlled and stabilised so that it can progress more quickly. Now, we also know through the um, um, newer AI technologies that are coming out that people are learning at a much faster exponential rate as well. This is going to cause or become a catalyst uh, for this planet and this species as they ultimately move towards um, sort of their singularity process or the collective consciousness. Now, we did some research and in, I think it was chapter five or six, they said back in 2014 that they believed that the human species was 28 years away from their singularity process that's um 2042 all right but when we have a look at what's happening with the latest technologies we're seeing that there's a increase in uh the collective consciousness of the human race because people have now um much more acclimated towards using these newer technologies as well and the technology is also going to support humanity and in the primer the zetas had said this uh in 2014 that the techno technology would uh, support humans mm -hmm. to uh becoming more self-aware and um in ways that were un unseen by humans as well so just because you've got a technology doesn't mean that you know how ultimately it will uh react with with species and so people will learn about uh their own development as they start to interact with these technologies as well. I've got a, a recollection of them saying quite recently, though, uh, well, I say recently, within the last few years, that they brought that date forward. Haven't they brought that estimate forward by 10 years or there so? There was something said mm. as where it was 2036. That's not that far away. No, it's really it's, not. It's really not, is it? No. Uh, but the Zetas aren't the only ones that are doing this. So there's also the Palladians and the Anunnaki and there's the Council. And uh, we've talked about the Council in the last video. Um, 
the thing is, is that there's a lot of races. And of course, what has now been implemented, if people have read about this, is the gateway function. And the gateway function is based around people that uh, are making decisions not to not go back to spirit realm. Uh, there's 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 a lot more to this. You have to go to our website to read the gateway document. Uh, it's fairly substantial, and it talks about the ability of people to be able to return to their one to their own race, but bringing with them uh, all their own humanity and uh, their own experiences. Or two, if a person's fully a spirit person, they can go through the gateway, but they have to choose a race before they pass over. So there has there's some really specific information about the gateway mm -hmm. technology, uh, and I often hear people go, "Oh, you know, this is a prison planet, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're all trapped in spirit realm and all the rest of it," but they don't realise that there's actually um, a secondary process that's been developed by extraterrestrials as well. It's like a whole, it's a whole, whole other thing. discussion on its in its own yeah. right, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's one. There was a question about um, uh, what we've just talked about. Um, are, do you think interdimensional races uh, are affected in the same way as, say, the Zetas um, by the energetic noise of humanity? That's a really good question. I remember once somebody asked the Zetas that about um, explosions that occur on planet, and they said that on some level it will always disrupt frequency. So mm. if you're non-physical and you're part of an interdimensional race, mm. that um, maybe it, it would affect it, you. It more. will affect. Uh, yeah, it would definitely. It could affect them. We're about to drink some water. Mm. It's thirsty. What we're talking about in the primer. Um, maybe that's something I can talk to them about. Yeah. Next time as well. All right. And I would recommend that. Uh, the Zetas have also talked about the fact that uh, humans are going to become bro uh, much more aware broadly of their own telepathic abilities mm. and that what will happen is is that people will start to notice much more the um, synchronous type behaviours of themselves and other people. They may go to say something, but the other person says it before that, uh, that you may be experiencing a lot more deja vu, and so we need to understand that not only now are we um, living in our three-dimensional space and experiencing consciousness, but we're also uh, experiencing an embedding of other races' consciousness within our own. And this is as a combined collective mind forming through nodes, which are hybrids, uh, forming a undulating collective consciousness of the human race. Mm. I mean, I know we've we've done a whole live show and we actually did a Q and A about um, yeah. collective consciousness and we talked about the nodes. But I just find it like really, um, I don't know why I find it quite interesting the fact that they even describe hybrids as nodes and this whole network of hybrids who are subconsciously. Uh, helping to stabilize this collective consciousness in its infancy as it grows and emerges and develops i, I wonder what mm -hmm. what about the opposite what if this had never happened what if the hybrids had never ever incarnated onto the planet what would have happened would would humanity have just gone along that's another question, another question. would humanity have just gone along and then uh, maybe to its ultimate demise at some point in the future. 
uh, without the contact. And this comes down to why, what, what is disclosure? And um, the, the problem with disclosure is, is people think that it's either one thing or the other. They either think it's humans disclosing or race beings disclosing by craft. Well, this is moving on to chapter six. Yeah, really, and this is it? where we're heading now. So okay. you've got questions about uh, six as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, chapter six in the primer revolves around the hypothesis that there is a control system involving extraterrestrial races and spirit realm beings. And what they're doing is, is managing the reactions to energetic phenomenon like materialization of craft, of quartz, ectoplasm, uh, to control the general perception of proof regarding the phenomenon and creating conditions that help raise the state of the collective consciousness. I'll give you an example. So you see a craft and you've never seen one before, or you see a massive flash of light in the sky, but you just asked for that to happen. From that point on, your, your life has changed irrevocably and you yeah. won't be you'll be going that happened it really happened and if someone's with you that helps because you've seen that and so these these um phenomenon that occur around us although they could be just for one second they could change your life forever mm -hmm. in a in a really super positive way as well and so this is called the uh control system because and from a spiritual perspective, say you're in a sitting and um, a physical medium then produces an apport, and apport is a gift from spirit people. Well, for the rest of your life, if you've seen that, you're going to wonder how that really happened. And there'll be days where you'll doubt that you did see it, and there'll be days where you, and we've, we've seen this plenty of times ourselves. I'm good, yeah. yeah. You you wonder if if what you saw was reality or or it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know what you believed it to be, and so um, this is what's called the um, the the way to control humanity in a way where you get a little bit of information and then you've got to think through it. What does that uh, actually mean, and how does it affect you? Yeah, I think um, when when you experience uh high phenomena i've just made something up there high phenomena but when you when you experience an event that is so far out of your normal day-to-day -day life it can definitely take a, a it can take time to adjust um to to what you've experienced um i remember being away on excavations when i was younger and in a very kind of isolated area um, and it was it was just us digging for week months on end you know away from normal society and in those environments you know emotions are heightened it's just everything's heightened there's, there's, because that's all you've got you've only you've only got the people you're with and I was undergoing um, a lot of um, spiritual um, I don't know what the word is um, enlightenment at the time like i was experiencing spirit people coming to me um i was seeing um semi-objectively i was experiencing an awful lot that came on very 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 quickly mm. and in that environment that i was in everything was heightened and it caused me to shut down i actually it was too much too soon for me and for for, for a good couple of years i i i just was just like no it, it, i can't deal with it mm. uh, you know it was just too much too much and so these, these control systems they have in place 
although there's a lot of people going out there going, oh, humans are ready for disclosure, you know, just bring the craft and blah, blah, blah. I think there's a lot of people that just literally could not handle it. Um, and not, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just so far beyond their normal day-to-day life to suddenly have something huge like that happen can, can cause people just to shut down. And so spirit people, the extraterrestrials that, mm. that care about humanity and there's some that don't, unfortunately, but the ones of two are having this very gentle uh, approach to it to allow us to to grow in consciousness, to be able to understand what's going on around us uh, in this controlled way. People, some people have a real aversion to that to that uh, controlled dis- mm. disclosure. But yeah. you know, I think when when you realise what can happen when stuff happens too fast you you understand why it's happening like it's happening yeah yeah mm. okay that's my thoughts that's anyway. your thoughts on it anyway <laughs> okay well that's really good yeah. yeah uh so the Zetas have described the control system as a release of information and a process which is malleable and able to change and it also serves a purpose um the abductor race which is uh the race that is not part of the Zetas, uh, is does not participate in the control system. And uh, many races do not concern themselves with the humans' activity at all. And so the control system uh, is, is it's very interesting because you've got to ask yourself, if extraterrestrials just disclosed their presence, the control system would no longer exist. And so why is a control system actually needed? Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think um, it's probably needed now. I think if the governments and all those people um, had just been honest from the beginning, mm. um, we'd be in a, in a very different place. But, but, let's, but, but let's be, you know, be upfront here. When we say the government, the government probably has nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's, it's, individu- it's individuals those. within organisations. Like, <laughs> who, who even knows what that means? Right. You know? So, I mean, that's what someone said to me. They go, there's no such thing, really. It's just people working in an organisation. And those people may have chosen not to give that information. So, you know, that's just it, that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah. It really is. All right. Sure is. Um, The Zetas have acknowledged that there's been complications in regards to disclosure. Uh, Of course there is, and some of the unintended effects were the fact that when craft landed that some humans were burnt. Uh, When um, Mm. uh, Dr. Gary Nolan uh, is doing his research uh, for the pilots and the pilots when they go near craft, they also uh, are having um, some physical issues as well as possibly even some other psychological issues but you you know all about that don't you the the issues that come from yes extraterrestrials yeah that's it's this is what i believe just from my own perspective my hypothesis is that you can't actually have disclosure because people aren't trained for proper contact yeah it takes many years of very um difficult training for a person to be able to have clear and concise contact with beings. 
the way that you uh, resolve the energy after they come is very, very different. You can't just go, oh, well, I'll go ground and eat chocolate. It, it doesn't work that way. So it takes a lot of training. The Zetas call it strength of mind training. And uh, that's why Cyan and I actually teach people uh, how to do contact mm. through what's called point of origin training. So we've found it to be a really interesting process, haven't we, working with people and teaching them how to contact their own race. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what they think it's going to be. And that's actually in the primer as well, I believe, in Chapter 6, where they, the Zetas talk about that disclosure is actually based around the nodes. It's It's not... The hybrids. Yeah, the hybrids. It's not based around humans disclosing or uh, extraterrestrials disclosing. It's an internal disclosure that takes place. And I think for people that actually have had contact, they'd realise that from their perspective, uh, that disclosure is internal. It is internal to a person's consciousness. They then talk about it with other people. So it's an internal process that's coming from the inside out yeah. as well. And we've always said the people that have experienced genuine extraterrestrial or, or interdimensional contact are not waiting for the governments or those people um, to disclose. They don't need to. Like once, you, as Paul said, once you've had an experience, you, mm. you, you don't need disclosure from anyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, and are there any more questions? Because um, we've, no, that, that that's was, it. That was pretty much it. We're um, finished. There you go. It's a short one. Yeah, I mean, minutes. I'll just say if we have a ongoing discussion at the moment about these series yeah. that we're doing, um, that is being facilitated through our Facebook group of the same name, the Zeta Connection yeah. on Facebook. Um, there's a chat group that's um, going on uh about this and we'll, we'll keep it open for as, as long as as we do these live sessions hmm. um so if you do want to um join in on that chat then come and find us on facebook um we do have a discord chat group as yeah, well as well yeah um and and interestingly we yeah. send out a weekly uh, email and we're doing um remote viewing targeting addresses uh, each week as well so for a while. just for a while people are enjoying it and <laughs> they think it's uh, interesting yeah as well so and, yeah so if you have done that this week the uh, answer will be in this weekend's that's right. newsletter that's right and if, you, <laughs> if you're not getting those newsletters then what you need to be doing is just going to the zeta connection.com and subscribing to the email list yeah i'm um, seeing as we're talking about that if you have signed up and you've never seen a mail from us it's probably hiding in your spam box. Spam. So go and have a look. It's in spam or junk. Okay. Okay. Well, well done. we'll see you all next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye.